Blog Talk Radio. There is a chance for the President of the United States to use this disaster to carry out what his father, a phrase his father used, I think, only once and hasn't been used since, and that is a new world order. New world coming. America will become increasingly vulnerable to hostile attack on our homeland, and our military superiority will not entirely protect us. Americans will likely die on American soil. And I believe it will also be said of this age, the first decade of the 21st century, that out of what is will be seen as the greatest restructuring of the global economy, perhaps one even greater than at the time of the Industrial Revolution, a new world order was created. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. Now, get ready to enter the zone where real life is stranger than fiction. The place where the news may seem like a dream, and the dream may be a matrix of reality. Let us now expose all lie of the devil and bring to light all the secrets of the enemy, because God truth will set you free. John 832. You're listening to This Week in the Zone with your host and watchman on the wall, Phil Armstrong. Hello, welcome to the Prophecy Zone. I'm your host, Phil Armstrong. For the next hour and a half to two hours, we're going to have Doc Marquise on the show today. We're going to be talking about the Illuminati and occultic uh, uh, advances of secret societies in our government. And um, we're going to be talking about Bible prophecy, of course. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And we're going to be right back with our guests. We'll be back. This next announcement is serious news, and you won't hear it in the mainstream media. We're living in an age full of catastrophic events, and it's getting worse. But before we go on, remember this website, highgrounds.us. In the past two decades, natural disasters have increased by 800% within the U.S. alone. Cataclysms like Hurricane Katrina killed and displaced thousands because they were not prepared. And the 2008 economic collapse could happen again, but be much, much worse. So type this into your web browser, highgrounds.us. Highgrounds.us is your complete source for family survival necessities. You'll find food and water with a shelf life of 25 to 30 years, plus tents, portable containers, light, heat, first aid, and much more. Go to our website, highgrounds.us, 
or call 1-888-202-9094. Place your order now and be prepared. That's H-I-G-H, highgrounds.us. Hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. Highgrounds.us. October 30th, 1991. President George H.W. Bush initiates the Madrid peace process to divide the land of Israel. On the very same day, a freakish hurricane, now known as the Perfect Storm, destroys the Bush vacation home in Maine. And the pattern continues. Each time America compels Israel to vacate its territory, our land is devastated on virtually the same day by Hurricanes Andrew, Katrina, the Northridge earthquake, and Joplin's killer tornado. Is this coincidence? Or is there a spiritual cause and effect? In Genesis 17:8, God promised the land of Israel as an everlasting possession to Abraham and his Jewish descendants. That promise still stands. Those who bless Israel are blessed. Those who curse it are cursed. Author John McTernan makes this open and shut case in his landmark book, As America Has Done to Israel, and the companion DVD, The Day of the Lord. For ordering details, visit John's online blog at johnmcturnan.name. Now, be prepared to re-enter the zone where only watchmen dare go and only the fearless do venture. Now, from the lands of the Pacific Northwest in FEMA Region 6, where we warn about your future and the rapture of the church of the concentration camps of the enemy, your host once again, Phil Armstrong. Welcome back to The Zone, The Prophecy Zone. that we have 
is very uh, important, uh, to say the least. I'm going to play a clip, uh, and then uh, I'm going to go off line for a second. I'm going to play a clip, and hopefully I can come back on and use this clip with our guests. Stay tuned. About 10 days after 9-11, I went through the Pentagon, and I saw Secretary Rumsfeld and and Deputy Secretary Wolfowitz. I went downstairs just to say hello to some of the people on the Joint Staff who used used to work for me. And one of the generals called me in. He said, "Sir, you got to come in. You got to come in and talk to me a second. I said, "Well, you're too busy." He said, "No, no." He says, "We've made the decision. We're going to war with Iraq." This was on or about the 20th of September. I said, "We're going to war with Iraq. Why?" He said, "I don't know." <laughs> He said, I guess they don't know what else to do. So uh, I said, well, did they find some information collect connecting Saddam to al-Qaeda? He said, no, no. He says, there's nothing new that way. They just made the decision to go to war with Iraq. He said, I guess it's like we don't know what to do about terrorists, but we've got a good military and we can take down governments. So I came back to see him a few weeks later. And by that time, we were bombing in Afghanistan. I said, are we still going to war with Iraq? And he said, oh, it's worse than that. He said, he reached over on his desk, he picked up a piece of paper, and he said, I just, he said, I just got this down from upstairs, meaning the Secretary of Defense office today. And he said, this is a memo that describes how we're going to take out seven countries in five years, starting with Iraq and then Syria, Lebanon, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and finishing off Iran. So go through the countries again. Well, starting with Iraq, then Syria and Lebanon, then Libya, then Somalia and Sudan, and then back to Iran. Okay, they thought that was pretty funny. And a lot of things are funny today. A lot of things are unusual. But people like myself, which I'm going to start doing a lot more of to expose the secret societies, which people turn around and say we're, we're buffoons or crazy or, or making stuff up or or just, uh, you know, imagining things. Well, I got something to tell you. They're real. These secret societies are real. Um, just, if you could, ask John Kennedy. Uh, and uh, we have some uh, tapes on him and talking about secret societies. Uh, and you ask George Bush Sr., and he'll tell you, about secret societies. Just one thing, though. Both are telling you for different reasons. George Bush Sr. was telling his secret society minions that uh, this war, which is the Iraqi war, the first Iraq war, was nothing but the establishment of world government. John Kennedy, on the other hand, was trying to warn the media. He was trying to warn people in the government. He's trying to warn people in society that we are being controlled by the invisible, the unknown, those who come at night, those secret individuals uh, who use war for uh, their benefit. And uh, also, Eisenhower gave a farewell address to the nation, uh, and he talked about uh, the uh, military-industrial complex. I'm going to take another break, and then I'm going to call my guests and 
see uh, what's going on. We'll be back. More now of our special coverage here tonight, life in the U.S. in 10 years' time. By that time, there may be all kinds of new ways to safeguard and identify all those things that make each of us unique, our faces, even our fingerprints, even our eyes. Here now with more on the future of technology, NBC's Tom Costello. The year is 2017. You're rushed to a hospital, unconscious with no ID or medical history, but thanks to a microchip under your skin, it's all there. Science fiction 20 years ago, but a biometric reality today. The technology is based on answering one simple question. Am I who I say I am? Already, fingerprints and iris scans verify passenger identities at airports. Within 10 years, that technology may be even more widespread. And look for more complex facial recognition programs that scan a crowd of thousands looking for a single terrorist. Today's facial recognition software starts with the eyes. Then, it maps out the contours of the face and compares that against a database of millions, a database that's growing by the day. What's next? At the University of Bath in England, researchers predict big changes for consumers. I think it is possible to free us completely of our wallets and keys using biometric technology. Hello? If that's what people want in 10 years' time. In fact, it's already here. The latest home security locks use fingerprints to control deadbolts. And at the Jewel Osco grocery store in Chicago, some customers pay using their fingerprints. No paper or plastic. You don't really need anything other than your hand, and you already got that with you. So will future department stores scan our irises, like in the movie Minority Report, then offer products catered to who we are? Hello, Mr. Yakamoto. Welcome back to the Gap. Experts say that technology is here now. The challenge is to safeguard our privacy in a brave new world. Tom Costello, NBC News, Alexandria, Virginia. So we're back. Uh, I apologize for that. I just got to call on my guest. Uh, I don't know how long of a pause we had in there, uh, but I apologize. I just uh, had to make sure he was coming on. I don't know how to work the studio as well as I would like to because we don't do as many shows as we um, can or could. Um, we went over three, 300,000 listens uh, and that took us a few years to do that but uh we only have like 300 shows so that's like almost five years to do 300 shows um which is a long time so had we had we done shows consistently which we're going to start doing we would have been well over the millions um that we wanted to initially um have but um it's, it's about one person at a time you know, it's one person that's important to us. Um, and, of course, you would like to be ministering all across the world. And uh, we have probably been in every country in the world. But um, we're going to be doing many more shows as time permits. So I'm going I'm to take another break, and then I'm going to come back and bring my guest on. We'll be right back.
only six twenty three says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. You're listening to the Prosperity on Box Talk Radio. Doc, you there? Yes, Bill. How are you doing tonight? 
Uh, bro, pretty good. Bless, bless. How you doing? Oh, just as blessed. God be praised. Amen, amen. Yes, you have uh, a quite, I couldn't even get it on because Blog Talk does not allow you to go over 2,000 characters. So, man, I just had 4,000 and I had to kind of stick and pace, <laughs> but it didn't work. Uh, I almost didn't get it off. I, I, I promise from now on, I think from now on, as I have guessed, I will have the show already printed out months ahead. Uh, shame on me for doing that. But welcome to the show, and thank you for coming on. Uh, this is a blessing to have you on. Um, I'm starting to become a great fan of yours, and God has been using you richly, uh, notifying people of uh the the occultic and luminist um what they call it the secret society agenda to form a world government uh and destroy many people in the process um let's let's start off by talking about since this is your first time on the show let's just talk about how do you got involved in Illuminati and I know I just read your bio but let's tell that bio um and to our uh audience and then we'll go from there. All right, so well basically I was raised in a family of Illuminati witches. This is something that's been going on literally here in America for more than two hundred years and even longer in Europe. But I was born as I said, um, in an Illuminati family. At the time, I was a seventh-generation Illuminati witch. You see, my family background into all of this goes all the way back to 1789, which is only 13 years after the Illuminati was created back on May 1st, 1776. Mm-hmm. Now, when I was three years old, I was brought to my dedication ceremony. Now, this is nothing unusual because when we look at other religions throughout the world, they're bringing their children to their various churches, their temples, synagogues, what have you, and they're mm-hmm. dedicating their children to the cause of God, correct? Yep. Right. Yes, sir. Now, in the Illuminati, they're doing the same thing, except they're dedicating their children to the false god known as Lucifer. Yeah. So after my dedication ceremony, I was put into what's known as the outer court. Now, the outer court is best understood as the Illuminati's version of a seminary. This is where it taught all the rites, the rituals, alchemy, high magic, low magic, the eight nights of human sacrifice, how to practice human sacrifice, spell casting, you name it, this is where you learn it. And on top of all that... I was also learning more than 200 years worth of family history into the Illuminati. We're talking names, dates, places, who did what, who was involved in this, so on and so forth. So by the time um, (coughs) I was 13 years old, Mm -hmm. I was brought to my initiation ceremony. At the end of a two-hour-long ceremony, I was stood in front of the altar, and three things were placed on top of it. The first thing that was put there was a a book that was made out of lamb's hide, and it's known as the Book of the Dead. The second thing that was placed on the altar was a quilled feather, and the third thing was a silver knife that's called athame. Mm -hmm. The high priest... 
excuse me, the high priest stepped forward. He picked up that athame, sliced my right arm wide open. I had to pick up that quill feather, dip it in my own blood, and sign my new occult name in the Book of the Dead. Now, once I did that, I was a fully initiated first-level Illuminati witch, or what's also known as a Druid priest. Hmm. And that was my um, beginnings, if you would, in the order of the Illuminati. Wow. Now, oh yeah, that's that's what every kid who's raised in the Illuminati goes through. Hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I now for um, the next four years of my life, I was going through the ranks like everyone else, and um, by the time I was seventeen, I had um, um, become fully initiated as. Um, a third-level Illuminati witch, or what's also known as a master witch in the order of the Illuminati. Now, this was during um, <laughs> the um, late 60s, early 70s, and during that time, the Illuminati had been trying to get their own people into the various um, forces, you know, um, the Army, Marine, Coast Guard, and Navy. Mm-hmm. Um in the Air Force, excuse me. Um, they wanted to try to infiltrate every single military coup, but the problem was, back then, <laughs> even though, you know, it was the so-called age of Aquarius, the military wasn't going to buy it, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> so, anyways... The Illuminati wasn't going to be detoured from um, this infiltration, no matter what. So what they did, they literally sent in hundreds and thousands of us at the same time into Mm -hmm. the armed forces with a three-part plan. The first part of that plan was to make sure that every military base we went to, we established a fully operative coven. Mm -hmm. The second part of that plan called for us to recruit key members <coughs> excuse me <coughs> into those covens. This way, whatever they had access to, we now had access to because they were one of us. Hmm. And the third part of that plan called for us to make sure that every single major occult religion in America would receive federal recognition and status. And unfortunately, Phil, we were just too good at what we wanted to do. Because if anyone wants to, they can check um, the Army Chaplain's Handbook on Religious Requirement. That would be the April 1978 edition. You will find listed for all, you know, for the very first time in all of um, military history, um, major occult religions. We're talking, you know, like witchcraft, Satanism, and... You know, their um, belief systems, their um, holidays, their um, burial rites, um, how they practice, when they practice, so on and so forth. And they do have um, fully, full, I should say, um, federal recognition and status. We cannot legally touch them like that. And unfortunately, I mean... If anyone's kept up with any of this, you will note that there has been so many problems with allowing these occult religions into the armed forces. As a matter of fact, um, just last year, I think it was, 
um, in Colorado Springs, California, at that um, Air Force training place. You mean Colorado? They established, Colorado. yeah, they established a sacred circle, so anyone in the occult can now worship in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh. And as I said, we were just too good at what we wanted to do. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so, how deep are the Illuminati in the government? The Illuminati, for all intents and purposes, are the governments of the world. I mean, you've heard of the sh- the shadow government or the hidden government or the government behind the government. That's the Illuminati. They're oh. the ones who's establishing and creating their new world order. And this is according to the plans of Dr. Adam Weishaupt, the very first head of the order of the Illuminati. Huh. So the, this is uh, this is the same secret society that uh, Eisenhower and John F. Kennedy warned us of. Uh, is this the same thing as the shadow government that they were talking about a while back, or is it just a whole new different? No, that's, that's the one that they were talking about. Huh. Yeah. So speak to speak to us about uh, as far as governments. Um, how much do they control our governments uh, in the world? How 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 much influence do they have? Um, you've only had you've only had to the best of my memory. Only six presidents who were not in the Illuminati or who weren't a puppet of the Illuminati. And that's uh-huh. it. I mean, look at the usurper to the White House right now. Uh-huh. Are you going to tell me that guy is for Americana? Nope. No. I mean, let's face it. Um, do you know that, um, let's see, November... <laughs> Forgive me, everyone. Um, November, <clears throat> from here on in, unless the next president does something about it, every November from here on in is the month um, to remember the Muslim world. It's Muslim month. Wow, I didn't know that. Oh, trust me, I've been keeping an eye, an eye on this guy. And yet he says he's not a Muslim, and everything he does advances the cause of the Muslim world while at the same time breaking down Americana. Yeah, systematically destroying it. Exactly. Yeah. And yet, this is the same guy. He will um, sit down and compromise with Iran, sit down and comp- um, compromise um, um, with um, Libya, and yet he doesn't give one ounce of care about sitting down with the House and the Senate and compromise about the budget. <coughs> yeah. You know, he himself, without even listening to anything that they had to say or any new bills, he said, I won't compromise, I will just veto it like that. You know, the Bible tells me that if you don't hear a matter all the way through, you're a fool. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what he's acting like, like a complete fool. Hmm. He'd rather see America go down and the Muslim nations go up. Hmm. 
and that may happen one day. So how close are we to this uh, one world government coming to uh, a reality? To the new world order? I'd say yeah. right now the, nine, the Illuminati literally have 90% of everything in their back pockets. Uh, so what would what, 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 uh, activate this new world order? Oh, they'll cause some sort of event in America that will force martial law to be declared. Now, once they do that, literally speaking, in 15 minutes, they could take over the United States of America and turn it into a dictatorship because of all the laws that are in place right now. And, I, I and I, as a matter of fact, I've spoken and mentioned quite a number of these laws in um, the DVD series I've been producing. Um, I, think, I think those laws, some of them were on DVDs 1 and DVD 6. Mm. Okay. Oh, yeah, legally speaking, you give them 15 minutes, they can turn um, what is supposed to be a republic, not a democracy, but a republic, according to the Constitution, into a dictatorship. Yeah, overnight. Well, as I said, 15 minutes. That's all it would legally take. And the people of, of America have no idea. Well, most of them won't care. I, I want you to think about this for a section. Do they really care about such things? No. And, and I'll give you a very good example. Um, look <clears throat> at what happened at the Boston bombing. Literally speaking... Um, now, I know in the service it looked like um, this was a terrorist attack. Well, it wasn't a terrorist attack. Now, people definitely were killed. That poor little boy, um, he was killed as a result of the shrapnel. Um, hundreds of people went to the hospital. And yet, no one noticed, for some odd reason, that the whole of what had happened was an Illuminati um, um, event upon a civilian population to gauge their reaction to a martial law event. I mean, let's look at it. We saw literally the streets of Boston and Watertown being overrun by all these police vehicles, <laughs> military vehicles, these armored tanks, um, people armed to the teeth with what looked like M16s, I couldn't quite tell, um, and then um, gun sniff, um, uh, um, bomb sniffing dogs, the whole spiel. They were banging on people's um, door, yelling at them, telling them to get out of their own house and everything, yet martial law was never declared. Hmm. I would have been... <laughs> And I'm not kidding when I say this. I would have been the person that would have been shot. Because I would have stood right there in my own front door and and pointed out to them, excuse me, martial law has not been declared. The Constitution is still the law of the land. Where is your um, writ to say you can come on my property and search uh, my home, let alone throw me out of it? Hmm. Yeah. See, all this, as I said was an Illuminati event to gauge the reaction of a civilian population on a martial law event. And not one person said no. Everyone cooperated like a bunch of sheeple. Mm -hmm. 
And that's, and I swear, most of pity to that because it all, I would have given the Illuminati, quite honestly, an A-plus on this because it came off without a hitch. Everything went according to plan, and everyone fell for it. Now, yeah. I wrote a three-part article. It's on my website on um, the events of what happened at the Boston Marathon bombing. Now, in two weeks... Quite literally speaking, I received more than 2 million hits on those articles. And I was contacted specifically by doctors, nurses, paramedics, EMTs, trauma surgeons, people who work in the ER. Hundreds and hundreds of people contacted me from New Zealand, Australia, England, Germany, Japan, China, all over. And... Um, They all said, um, because of my medical background, they all said my diagnosis of what had happened was spot on. And when I'm talking about what had happened, I'm talking about, do you remember that one guy named Jeff Bowman who's become all but the poster child for the um, Boston Marathon um, bombing? He's the one that was in the wheelchair being pushed by that guy in the cowboy hat? Yeah, yes, sir. Okay. As soon as I saw that photo... I, I came up with six media, um, literally six medical reasons right then and there why that was impossible. Yeah. Jeff Bauman was an actor. He's a liar. Yeah. They have a lot of um, programs across the United States where actors and actresses get together <laughs> and fake injuries and, yeah, and they're respond. They're known as crisis act. They're known as crisis yeah. act. But yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, what's crazy is, if you look at the physical evidence I I put out on the website for on that event, you're going to get, um, you're going to end up with more questions than answers. Because do you remember um, the principal at Sandy Hook that was killed? Her name was Dawn Hotsprung. I don't remember that person, but I know a lot of uh, people that were supposedly killed. (laughs) Right. Well, let's put it this way. According to the television report, and again, I've got the photos up there and everything for everyone to see the um, facts. Her photo was televised on TV, and it said right directly underneath it while they were broadcasting this that um, she was only a couple blocks away from when the first bomb went off. Hmm. Now, how is that possible if she's dead? Yeah, right. Do you remember those three... um, um, police officers who were the first on scene during the Sandy Hook event, and they were being interviewed by CNN as um, the three heroes who saved the day and all this. Mm-hmm. Well, they're supposed to be working there at the Sandy Hook Police Department, yet these same three people, and you can look at the photos yourself, these same three police officers show up at the Boston Marathon bombing <laughs> And they're supposed to be working for the civilian paramilitary group known as Kraft. And then there's um, um, Adam Lambert, um, his mom who he killed, you know, um, um, at Sandy Hook. His mom's best friend, so I don't know the lady's name. She was interviewed originally by CNN at um, Sandy Hook. Well, she shows up. 
at the Boston Marathon bombing and is interviewed by CNN. And she also shows up at Watertown again, and she's being interviewed by CNN again. Hmm. What's going on with CNN now? Well, right now? Well, something fishy's going on. Well, there's always something fishy going on. The same lady at three different places, and she's supposed to be a different person? Yeah, what about the kids? There's some freaky stuff going on with the kids, too. Blonde hair one minute, black hair the next. Well, when we look at um, the evidence, the evidence is so overwhelming that there's no way this was a terrorist event, unless you want to say it comes from the Illuminati. This was not some type of jihadist movement, no. <clears throat> when you look at the evidence, you I mean, as I said, it's all posted on my website. And um, as a matter of fact, we made... Um, a DVD of this, it'll come out in a couple of months because it's in post-production. Mm-hmm. And it will be called False Flag Over Boston. I presented even more evidence than what I um, initially put up on the website. And yeah. it is so obvious this is not what we've been told. But yeah. then again, I think people are beginning to finally realize that we can't trust our own government. Oh, yeah, that's that's... Probably all over the world by now, but particularly the our government, we can't trust. Well, it. yes, and I mean, um, we're just talking about um, 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 the government of America as one example. Yes, of course, uh, all the other governments um, are just about all in the Illuminati's back pocket now. Yeah, yeah, and let, let's let's delve let's delve a little bit more into Illuminati by uh, talking about the different systems of our society that is controlled by the Illuminati per se, school or uh, Congress, of course, <laughs> uh, colleges, universities, because I know there's a lot of professors and, and, and um, teachers who who prescribe to um, socialism and communism, even though they masqueraded with, um, you know, left-right paradigm, um, you know, uh, liberal, conservative, um, medium liberal. I I'm, I can't stand that. I, I hate when they talk about moderate well, and all yes, that. Well, right. And this is being done purposely because if we look at um, um, where a number of these people went to, um, they're going to um, different um, universities and colleges that were started and created by the Illuminati. <laughs> and mm-hmm. they um, are looking for people who have a globalist mentality. Mm-hmm. In other words, we're all supposed to come together as one giant people, hold their hands together while singing around, around the campfire, Kumbaya, my Lord. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, that's what they're looking for. That's why places like Skull and Bones were started. Or um, yeah. Scrolling Keys. Or... Um, Oh, let's see, in England, that would be um, Cambridge, where you could become a Rhodes Scholar, for instance. Yeah, Rhodes Scholar. All these places were created by the Illuminati because these are the type of minds they're going to mold for the future and put into these key positions to where they can start taking over the minds of the youth. Hmm. 
Remember, wow. even the Bible tells us, get them when they're young. Instruct them when they're young, and they will never fall away from the precepts of God. Well, they can do the same thing in the enemy's camp if they get them younger. Amen. Yeah, that's definitely the case today. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, if you take all, if, in, um, back in the '60s in uh-huh. America, they kicked God out of the high school, out of the schools. Period. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. what is the quote? What is the quote by one of the politicians? I, I, I don't even. I, maybe it's even Adolf Hitler, but he says, "Give me a generation, and I'll change the world." Something like that. I don't know particularly what the quote is. Yeah, but uh, I know who you're talking about. Um, I can't think of the name, but but they were right. You give yeah. me the generation. <coughs> um, let me have them when they're young, and in a generation, I will change the entire world. Yeah, yeah, and and the Bible talks about in the last days. Uh, I think it's on Second Timothy chapter three. It tells you the people in the last days and lovers of self, boastful, proud, arrogant. And that's where we're at right now. But um, it's like the media. And Hollywood and the music industry have stolen uh, the culture. And talk about how the influence of the Illuminati has dove into the entertainment business to brainwash society. Let's go with what you were just talking about, the music industry. Um, when I was um, a teenager, and that was a long time ago, um, mm-hmm. that would have been the 60s. Do you remember... Um, a particular um, um, music company known as Zodiac Productions. No, Do you remember them? Okay. Here. Zodiac Productions, and it's no coincidence they were called Zodiac, as in the 12 signs of the Zodiac, yeah. um, were started by the Illuminati. Now, any of the major big people you can possibly come up with who made a name the Zodiac Productions were part of Illuminati. The mm-hmm. Illuminati literally promised them, you can have anything you want. You want your sex, drugs, rock and roll, alcohol, fame, fortune, money. Here it is. <coughs> Excuse me. All you have to do is just, you know, put out the type of music we want you to, and you can do whatever you want. Hmm. That's hmm. they, literally, hey, literally yeah. speaking, they gave them everything on a silver platter. Now, every single one of those artists had to be fully initiated, but because they were traveling, espousing, you know, this and this about, you know, what the Illuminati wanted, they never had to show up at any of the um, occult holidays. They, they were, you know, um, Illuminists, but they didn't have to practice. It's like what yeah. I call being a two-day Catholic. You'll show up on um, on um, Christmas and Easter, and that's it. Oh. Yeah. 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 And wow. um, and that's what was going on in the music industry, and it's going on to this very day, especially with all the rappers. Oh yeah, talk to me about that. <laughs> oh my goodness, there's two, there's two camps now. Literally speaking, it seems in the rapping world. Either you're for the Illuminati or you're against it. Now, have you ever noticed a number of those big rapping artists who are against it are mysteriously dying? Huh. Yeah. 
a matter of fact, getting arrested. Yeah. It's the ones that are speaking out against the Illuminati. Yeah. The others, they seem to be going on without a problem, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, Lucy, what's the lady, Molly Cyrus, or somebody just threw her? Oh, my goodness. I mean, just when you think she can't become any more vile, she does something new that just makes me, you know, want to walk up to her and ground her for the rest of her life. <laughs> yeah. You know, even her own father is sick of her stunts. Hmm. And that was wow. Billy Cyrus, you know, the one who sang. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what? what um, uh, hold on. Um, don't. Don't. My. Don't break my heart. My achy breaky heart. Yeah. That's uh, it. And that's and he was wearing a mullet when he first came out with that song. Oh, and um, I didn't know that. he was such a good kid, and then she turned into this hellion in heels. I know, right? You think she sold her soul, or she's just trying to get um, the Illuminati to pay attention to her so she can sell her soul? Well, you don't get the attention of the Illuminati by doing what she's doing. I know, right? No, you know, I mean, it just doesn't work like that. Um, I've had, I don't know how many people try to ask me how can I get them in the Illuminati. I I look at them and I say, are you out of your mind? I say, do you know what these people really do? And And so many of them tell me, I don't care, just so long as they give me what I want. Yeah. And then I tell them, excuse me, instead of having someone give you what you want, why don't you just earn it? You'll yeah, feel better yeah. about it at the end. I know, yeah, yeah. And the initiation is, is this is something I wanted to ask um, some of the guests I never got around to. The, the Illuminati uh, asked for these entertainers to uh, offer themselves as a sacrifice. And like you said, if they don't accept, they kill them. Now, is that and is there any ties to Revelations 13 when it says that no man will be able to buy or sell, and it goes on to God will be beheaded if they do not receive the mark? Is it the same? Selling no, no, the no, no, no. That refers to those people who will be saved during the tribulation during the tribulation period who will go out with 144,000 in witness to the world about salvation through Jesus Christ. They will be beheaded. And Revelation chapter yeah. 20 makes it very yeah. clear. I believe it's Revelation yeah. chapter 23. Yeah. And tells us that they were beheaded for the sake of Christ. Yeah, amen to that. Because yeah, during I'm the saying. tribulation time, Christ, uh-huh. the Bible, or anything good in God is going to be outlawed. And the punishment yeah, will yeah. be beheading, as the Bible tells us, which is why right now you hear of all these um, guillotines being sent to various military bases throughout our country and the rest of the yeah. world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, by the million, by the by millions of guillotines. Oh yes, and right now on American soil, you have more than a little bit more than. 900 um, concentration camps, POW camps. As a matter of fact, if you look at the signpost, um, 
in front of the one at, um, what was that, that's Fort Dix, New Jersey. It clearly points out P.O.W. Camp, Prisoner of War Camp. Yeah. You know, I mean, how much more explicit can we make it? Yeah. And you can't help but wonder to yourself, wait a second, why do we have 900 P.O.W. Camps on American soil if there's no war here on American soil? Unless you're planning to cause one. I mean, think of the more than one, well, actually, it's more like 2.2 billion rounds of ammunition (coughs) the government (coughs) has purchased. And look at the way that they're trying to ship them around the um, country in in a so-called innocuous way, you know. I mean, do you know, I thought it was one of the most laughable things I've ever heard of when more than a million of these rounds showed up at one of the um, federal libraries. And their excuse was, well, we've got to train our people. Okay, you're a federal librarian who's got to be trained how to fire a weapon. Why? Because someone did not turn their book in on time? (laughs) I, might not I mean, come on, give me a break here. And that was the excuse they gave. <laughs> well, you know, we've got to train our people just in case. In case of what? I'm going to be getting a library card soon. You know, I mean, this is ridiculous. Look at what's going on with the NSA, the IRS, Homeland Security, and the rest of them. Yeah. I mean, we know for a fact that they're spying on us. And you know what's even more interesting? I did um, a presentation um, <coughs> not too long ago for the um, for prophecy in the news at their prophecy summer uh, prophecy summit um, that was in July in um, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Part of my presentation was on the truth of what the NSA and the IRS were, have really been up to. Now, have you heard of the train of that secret training program? that the NSA was using to train their own agents with. It was called Project Prism. Have you heard of that? Yeah, I think I did for Alex Jones. <laughs> from Alex Jones? Yeah, somewhere oh, in that area. Okay. Well, you see, um, not only is that is that um, program genuine, it consists of 40-something slides that they uh-huh. use to train their own people with. And, of course, mm. it's top secret, classified, no one can get their hands on it and all this. Yeah. I've got the entire presentation. Oh, wow. I've got every single one of them in my possession. And when you start from the very first slide and just keep going, it is a nightmare. I mean, mm. you hear people like Google and Yahoo say, you know, well, no, we don't um, have nothing to do with the NSA. We don't have any back doors and all this. And yet... <laughs> On the slides themselves, they show every single major Internet group that they have in their back pockets, that they have back doors, and that they're gathering information through. And, of course, Google, Yahoo, and all the others are listed. Now, you don't train one of your own agents um, with false information. Either they do have them or they don't have them. 
Mm-hmm. And the truth of the matter is, yes, they do have them in their back pockets. Mm. The information yeah. is, as I said, I've got the slides, I've got the presentation. It is right there for everyone to see. This is the information that they're training their own agents through. And as I said before, you don't train agents with false information. You've got to teach them the truth so that they know what they're doing. Hmm. Yeah. Now, let, let me ask you a question. I hope this is not going off on um, something else, but... uh. Go back, let's go back to the warnings that Eisenhower and John F. Kennedy tried to give us. Um, I mean, what were they trying to tell us? And then we okay. can... Well, let me just use um, um, JFK because um, most people will remember him a lot more easily than than Eisenhower. Mm-hmm. John F. Kennedy um, was trying to warn. You know, literally everyone, three weeks before he was assassinated, about a particular group that was running things behind the government. In other words, they were the shadow government. And at the same time, he stated that he was going to put America back on um, the silver and gold standard. Because right now, our money isn't worth the paper it's printed on. We've got nothing to back it up with. We literally don't back up our own currency with anything. Hmm. Purposely done. So anyways, he stated he was going to reveal the truth of what was going on, because the truth of the matter is Kennedy was in the Illuminati at one point. He really was. Mm-hmm. But once he um, stated he was going to reveal the whole truth of what was going on, that was it. He signed his own death sentence at that point, and they did get rid of him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyone who tries to stand up against him, unless they were born-again Christian, they're going to be killed like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And even born-again Christians will be slaughtered in the tribulation period. Uh, yeah. Talk to in me. In the tribulation about- period, that is what will happen. That will be talk the price. Talk to me about, uh, talk to my audience about, um, talk to our audience about uh, the Georgia Capstones and tie that into the Illuminati. Oh, the please, the Georgia Guidestones, they're nothing. I mean, um, when I shot DVD 7 and 8, um, we were at the Georgia Guidestones. We did um, um, part of the um, shooting there. It, it was needed because, as it says, DVD 7 and 8, that's called Illuminati 2012 and Beyond. We go wow. into their plan, you know. It, it's, just, it's just a very long um, yeah. two-part, <coughs> excuse me, two-part DVD. You, you really have to um, look at it on the DVD, <laughs> on um, the website, the previews and everything, to see what I'm saying. Yeah. But a lot of people misinterpret the part where it says they're going to bring the population down to half a billion. Mm-hmm. There is no way, and when we just use common sense here, there is no way you can keep a, ma- a machinery as big as the Earth going with just half a billion people now. I know, right? It just isn't going to work. <clears throat> no. We have too much technology that requires the hands of human people, and it's mm-hmm. just not going to be run with half a billion people. 
Now, the correct number that the Illuminati actually want to bring the Earth down to, um, they want to get mm-hmm. two thirds, get rid of two thirds of the Earth's population. They say that um, um, the Earth cannot sustain mankind because mankind is just wasting all of its resources. But yeah. and you know what's even more interesting? Um, when I compared all the figures that I remembered from way back when to what the Book of Revelation teaches mm-hmm. us, we find out that, literally mm-hmm. speaking, there is two-thirds of the earth is going to be destroyed. The people of the, um, yeah. the population of the earth is going to be dropped down to nothing less than two-thirds. <clears throat> and remember, yeah. this is in well, a short seven years. This is in just a short seven-year span of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty fast. But um, they have the, uh, nuclear uh, bombs to to do that. Um, and it's a war that's coming that will do that. But um, in, in the near future, uh, the United States, what will become of the United States? Well, Nothing is said in the Bible, but I think it's it's just going to go the way of the the rest of the world. You see, let's go back to what you just stated. <clears throat> now, there's no clear indication that nuclear bombs are going to be used. There's none. We can go to certain descriptions found in um, Ezekiel chapter thirty-eight, thirty-nine, and um, the Book of Revelation, where it tells us the. Um, Moon is gonna um, appear to be. <laughs> excuse me. That the moon is gonna appear to be red as blood and all this. Well, that can be caused um, through two natural events, really. A volcanic eruption. If you've ever seen the moon after a volcanic eruption, it looks blood red. Yeah. And we know that, according to the scriptures, all the mountains are gonna be shaken and moved out of place. Mm-hmm. So this could very well be the aftermath of what um, we've seen in the past, as far as volcanic eruption goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I've heard there's, that before. There's, there's no clear indication <gasps> that says there's going to be a nuclear detonation anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, people have been trying to tell me, well, what about China when they attack? Two hundred million people are going to die. I say yes. But look at what it says. It says it's going to be um, directly by God himself, not a human instrument. Yeah. God intervenes and um, protects Israel from mm-hmm. this army of 200 million soldiers and destroys them all. Mm-hmm. God yeah. does it, not so, a nuclear bomb. There's nothing there that says that. So talk to me about uh, Matthew 24, the early part. Uh, where it talks about pestilence, uh, is there going to be, uh, and also revelations when the horse rides out and and, and uh, the death. Uh, well, yes, there is going to be diseases and pestilences that are going to destroy major um, population of the world, and this will happen. Now, whether or not. Now, well, actually, this is, um, I'm convinced, because, have you ever heard of the Illuminati playing cards? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Talk about that. Right. Now, the Illuminati playing cards, among other things, tells us that um, the um, Center for Disease Control, the CDC, um, will create all these diseases and pestilences out of nowhere. And that literally right now, they're playing God with all these diseases and everything. And this is what we see prophesied, as you just pointed out in Matthew chapter 24, um, Revelation chapter 6, 7, and other places. There's no doubt about it. Mm -hmm. I am convinced a lot of what um, we're going to see is because of the CDC. Well, I mean, when we just think of some of the diseases that have been created, like AIDS, Ebola, and those others, those are what's known as synthetic diseases. In other words, you don't find them in nature, so that means someone had to have created them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like a synthetic drug. You don't <laughs> find that drug in nature, so someone had to synthesize the correct chemical compounds together to create this synthetic drug. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let, and they have a lot of um, um, secret things in laboratories also that we don't have no no idea that exists. Oh, my goodness. I could tell you stories on that alone. I yeah. mean, there's basically, <clears throat> let's say, three levels of knowledge in the world. Uh-huh. Um, the first level of knowledge, the highest level, is 50 years ahead of what you and I will ever see in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. The second um, level of knowledge is 25 years ahead of what you and I will see. The third year, um, the third set, is basically what you and I have on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Are we going to take the Illuminati, their buddies, their elite groups, they have the stuff that's 50 years ahead of stuff. Um, yeah. The well-to-do, we're talking like the Rockefellers, the um, Kennedys, no. Astros, Bonds, Onassis, and of course, who can forget the Rothschilds? Yeah. Um, well, the Rothschilds have the 50. Everyone else of those um, wealthy families, they'll have like the stuff that's 25 years or more ahead. Yeah. The Rothschilds is the richest uh, family in the world, right? There yeah. isn't anyone that can touch them. Right now... Um, According to the last guesstimate, and I do say guesstimate, they're worth around $300 trillion. Hmm. That's ridiculous, yeah. money. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, America doesn't spend that much money in, what, 15 years? I know, yeah. Yeah, and that would be the yeah. national debt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. $300 trillion. Yeah. But they are the head of the order of the Illuminati, and they have been working as um, money lenders since the 1600s. Yeah, and they charge interest. Oh, this is the problem with what's going on um, in America right now. Uh, What kills me is how those stupid senators' representatives up there in the Capitol are saying, oh, well, uh, it's okay. We're only at $70 trillion. We could sustain our debt till $25 trillion. Um, Guess what? I know how to do math to the third day, and they're lying. If we get 
anywhere between that 20 to $21 trillion point, we will never be able to pay the debt back because of the compound interest that occurs every single day. We get between that number, I guarantee you there's no coming back. Unless we just completely shut down America as far as, you know, cut off all our ties with every other nation, becomes completely isolated until we pay the entire debt back. And we know that's not going to happen. Yeah. And when we think about it, my goodness, folks, of the um, <laughs> 43 presidents before Obama, we racked up something like $6.8 um, billion, I mean trillion dollars of debt. Obama shows up and he's more than doubled it in less than five years. I mean, you want to talk about um, a point of no recovery unless we do something about it now? And if you look at the way Obamacare wow. is designed... It is designed, among other things, to bankrupt us. We will literally, unless they stop that train, we will be bankrupt, totally bankrupt, where we can never recover again within three to four years. Could you elaborate on why we will be bankrupt? Because I don't think people um, uh, um, Run the um, figures as far as the cost will go. Look at what's happening even now. Um, 90% of all people who were hired last year (coughs) were hired only on a part-time basis. In other words, 29 hours or below because their employer could not afford Obamacare. Mm -hmm. So we're not only losing money, because of the workforce that can't work, we're going to lose money because of how much it costs to sustain Obamacare. And people who don't take Obamacare are going to be fined on the average at least, and I mean fined, $200 a month. Mm. Now, how are these people supposed to afford putting out an extra $200 a month if they're only part-time workers? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Literally speaking, this is going to destroy us. Unless, now, if, they, unless, now, they, if, unless they stop this train wreck. Okay, so uh, let's we're right on the place I want to be. Obama, President Obama, um, is he a stealth president, meaning he's placed there to do exactly what you just said? I'm convinced he is. Every indicator tells me he is. Yeah. I was in the Illuminati for 20 years. I've been Uh saved for the last 34 years. For 54 years now, I've known nothing but the occult. And I can tell you right now, he reeks of it. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back,
connecting the dots and showing you why we are more vulnerable than ever. Greetings, fellow Americans. This is David Robertson inviting you to come be a part of an American Warning Radio, Monday through Friday, 1 to 3 p.m. Central. You've seen the pieces. Now, come see the bigger picture at American Warning Radio with your host, David Robertson, on this and many other networks that value liberty. All they're getting is mainstream media stuff. That's all they're getting, including Fox News. The American Warning Program with David Robertson, uh, just a great show. Uh, all kidding aside, the, the numbers are really going, starting to go up on that program, and I think one once people realize that that's on now live Monday through Friday, 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock on this very station, you're going to be tuning in a lot more. That guy makes a lot of sense, and he's really good at what he does. Warning. Get more information at anamericanwarning.com. That's A-N-AmericanWarning.com. lays out our future and host Phil Armstrong examines what the scripture tells of his coming every Thursday and Sunday at 7 on the Prophecy Zone. What is the New World Order? The people who are talking about the New World Order, Bible prophecy, may be in danger. What do you need to be rapture ready? I believe that the Bible interprets the Bible and we have to stick with the Bible. How much time is left? See more at theprophecyzone.com and youtube.com slash prophecyzone. Hear more here on Blog Talk Radio every Thursday and Sunday at 7 on The Prophecy Zone. Who is the Antichrist? I believe the Antichrist will not be known until the tribulation period starts. This is The Prophecy Zone. Now, be prepared to re-enter the zone where only watchmen dare go and only the fearless do venture. Now, from the lands of the Pacific Northwest in FEMA Region 6, where we warn about your future and the rapture of the church of the concentration camps of the enemy, your host once again, Phil Armstrong. Welcome back to The Zone, The Prophecy Zone. www.pzrn.org. <clears throat> That's our uh, news channel. 
Uh, we are going to uh, have uh, updates from uh, September 30th, 2013 onward, um, from 3 to 10 um, news articles or news reports every day, plus uh, wonderful writers like um, the our current uh, guest, an amazing guest, and he is going to have some input on our website as well, and uh, along with many other uh, people. And also check us out uh, on our um, Blog Talk Radio page and check out our Last couple of um, great uh, guests who have been on the show uh, in the last month, uh, actually, last three months. So check us out. You would not be disappointed. All right, brother, um, let's continue on. Um, and I'm trying to keep us uh, in a in a specific area so we, when you come back on, we know exactly what we were talking about. I'm trying to stay. We were just talking about Barack Obama and the yeah. prophecies of the scripture. And what's interesting is um, one thing a lot of people have asked me or they've been espousing is saying that Barack Obama is going to be the Antichrist. Well, actually, mm-hmm. no. And to put this candidly, the guy's too stupid to be the Antichrist. <laughs> he, he really is. <laughs> I mean, when we examine... Um, oh, let's see. Um, um, the prophecies of Daniel, chapter 11. Um, 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 again, Isaiah, um, the book of Revelation, and, and the others. We find out that whoever this Antichrist figure is going to be, he's going to have an almost um, meteoric rise overnight in politics. He's yeah. literally going to have to be the person had to have all the answers to all the problems, and he's so good at it that he gets mm. Israel to sign a seven-year peace accord. Yeah. Now, this does not fit Obama by any stretch of the imagination. No, not the at guy all. won't even compromise with his own government, <coughs> let alone um, with Israel. Yeah. You know, no, whoever the Antichrist is, he's going to be unknown until it happens. And the reason I'm convinced it's going to remain like that is because I think, and this is my personal opinion, this is not Holy Script anyone, this is just an opinion. Mm -hmm. I think um, some well-meaning Christian would try to assassinate him to stop his rise to power. Hmm. I hmm. think that's why no one will find out till it's time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, um, yeah. I, I believe that uh, a lot of people uh, catch on to ideas and things that seem uh, attractive, but uh, it's not scriptural or it doesn't make any sense. For instance. Uh, I look at uh, when the Bible says in Daniel chapter 7, and um, in Daniel chapter 11, it talks about the Antichrist having a look more stout than his fellows. Uh, stout means tough looking. Um, it calls him the king of fierce. Yeah, the, it calls him the king of fierce features. 
And when people say fierce, they get it from Isaiah 19 when it's talking about the fierce leader, which is talking about his attitude more or less than his look. Because um, the Bible expressed um, that uh, Solomon, when it uh, compared him to ravens or uh, birds that, you know, touched the ground, uh, saying that they were arrayed more than um, than he was. And it it talks about Esther being beautiful. Um, So the Antichrist will have a look more stout than his fellows. Uh, And it also says he would have a, uh, he's the king of fierce features, meaning a good looking guy who has a tough look. And Obama is not does not fit that that mold now. Um, right, so let's face it; he's a complete weenie. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, he's a teleprompter reader too, and I don't think the Antichrist will be a teleprompter reader. Right. I mean, you can tell um, um, when he's reading and when he misses his, you know, those cues or pauses and things like that. I can always spot that when he does it. Yeah, and it's it, it, after um, the Antichrist comes to the scene, the Bible says that uh, in the Revelation chapter six that he conquers and to conquer, meaning he right. he's he's like a drag racer. You ever seen a drag racing car come out slowly, but it speeds up and gains momentum until it comes to the end. Well, um, Barack Obama has already um, went through uh, more ups and downs than the, the Himalayas. Uh, and That's I, I don't... true. And let's face it, according to the polls now, 61% of Americans disapprove of him. And yeah. um, right now, 90% are disapproving of Congress and of his government. That's 90% mm-hmm. that oddly fits the Antichrist. Amen. Not even close. Not even close. Let's talk about FEMA. Let's talk about FEMA. Let's talk about um, some of the um, divisions of America and the ten regions. Um, let's talk about. Well that's, um, what's going, well, that's what's going on with Syria and Libya right now. They uh, both fall within what's known as Supernation Number Seven. The Illuminati is. Um, trying to finish up constructing it and getting it the way they wanted to before they move on to region number eight. And interesting enough, we find out, according to Revelation 13.1, that um, the earth is going to be divided into ten kingdoms. Mm. Even more interesting, we look at the prophecies again. Revelation 18.23b tells us that the entire world is going to be handed over to the Antichrist through the occult. Which is why, right now, and in just America alone, we go by the figures of the, um, oh, what is that, the um, World Council of All Churches, I believe is what they call, they're called. Mm-hmm. Accordingly, the figures state that um, in America alone, a little bit more than one million people are being initiated into one of the various occult groups in America. Mm-hmm. That's a million plus people. Wow. Now, how many people did we get saved in America last year? <laughs> yeah, my point, you know, we're yeah. losing. Yeah. And it was prophesied we would be losing the numbers because in order for the world to be handed over to the Antichrist, who they are called, 
the occult has to have a resurgence greater than it ever had in all of history. And that's what we're seeing going on right now. Yeah. You know? Oh, well, there's eight major occult religions in the United States of America. And they are growing every single year. And the reason is because Christianity, our own family as a whole, has failed in its mission. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. (laughs) We are living in the seventh church age, which Revelation chapter 3 tells us is known as Laodicea. Mm -hmm. Now, Laodicea, the Laodicean church age, would be made up uh, mainly, not every single one, but mainly of lukewarm Christians. Mm-hmm. In other words, they're fence riders. They won't commit to the left side or to the right side. And because of that, they're fence walkers. Okay. And, what God, and what did Christ himself say? Um, because they're neither hot nor cold, he said, I will spit you out of my mouth. Now think about this for a second. What if, um, Phil, what if your own dad walked up to you and said, Phil, you're no good to me. How would that make you feel? Terrible. (laughs) Now think about this. What if God, creator of all that there is, pointed his own finger at you and said, Phil, you are no good to me. Wow. That would be miserable. That's what is happening to every single person who remains lukewarm, who wants to be a fence walker, who wants to be a pew warmer, who wants to stand in their little Christian comfort zones and not um, become part of the truth. Christ himself is pointing his finger at them and saying, you're no good to me. Hmm. And what Hmm. a sad testimony that would be. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I mean, the Christians church. are not supposed to be <laughs> inactive people. Even yeah. the Great Commission tells us we're supposed to get out there and um, move. We're supposed to witness. We're supposed to tell the world of salvation. We're supposed to be active participants. We're in a war. For goodness sake, this is a war that began in the heavenlies, and it didn't end there. It's still going on. We are in a spiritual pitch battle that's coming close to a head. (laughs) And once it does, the only um, influence that can save people at the time, um, as far as the Holy Spirit living in you and I, we're going to be raptured away. Yeah. So, people, we've got to do something while we still have what little time there is. Amen. We really Amen. do. We've got to put the truth out there. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> and by doing so, Lord willing, we get more people saved. Amen. Yeah. You know, Amen. I hear excuses all the time, all the time, Phil, mm-hmm. from different people who just don't want to witness to people in the occult. Mm-hmm. They tell me, oh my goodness, do you know what those people do? 
uh, well, hmm. yes, I was one of them. I have a pretty good idea of what they do. Or, um, oh, my goodness. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, they're so scary and all this. Excuse me. Doesn't the Bible tell us that fears of the devil? Mm-hmm. And then the classic one that makes me just want to scream. <laughs> well, I don't feel led of the Holy Spirit to witness to those people. Excuse me? Where in the Great Commission did it give you an option? It said the whole world, not the part that makes you feel comfortable. And those are the people that are only witnessing maybe one hour out of a month because they're having some type of um, church dinner on Wednesdays. Yeah. (laughs) No, this is not an option. And when I hear things like that, I mean, God forgive me, Phil, for my sin, but my Christian feathers get so ruffled at that point. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it really just frosts my cookies, I tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, what, what, and um, but so how 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 close are we in your uh, estimation of, of what's going on? How close are we to Christ's return? You talk to Christ about that because He won't give you an answer. Only God can. Yeah. So are only we God that one. Are we in the um, In my honest um, estimate, I'd say if we have another 12 to 15 years, it will be a miracle. Yeah. But I won't put that in granite. I'm not Christ. And even then, as I said, Christ doesn't know. That little piece of information is reserved for the ultimate glory of God himself. Mm-hmm. You know, so who knows aside from God? Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so the prophecies uh, do indicate it's close. Yeah. I mean, something's been going on in the last couple of years. I mean, it's it's almost um, something palpable that Christians can feel that there's something in the air, something coming, something big. Yeah. You know, maybe it's a rapture. Who knows? But there's just something in the air that is so big that's coming, that when it does, it's just going to bust wide open like that. Yeah. So what is the strong delusion that God sends the world that they will believe the lie? Well, we find out that this strong delusion is based upon a false religion and a false God. You know, and we were also warned in the scriptures um, to watch out for false prophets and false apostles. Now, we see these things lining up because how many false prophets and apostles do we see now? We got a lot of them on TV, for one. (laughs) Yeah, and we got a lot of so-called Christian ministries headed by so-called apostles and prophets, and of course the Bible calls them for what they are. They're false. Mm Mm-hmm. So we know that we see the beginnings of what I believe is this strong delusion that's coming. And it, the Bible even says if it, were, if it was possible, it doesn't say it is possible, it says if it was possible, it would deceive even the very elect of God himself. Hmm. Yeah. You know? And I see that strong delusion um, beginning to 
um, come on this earth and grow through these false prophets and false apostles. They're the ones who's proclaiming, you know, um, well, look at this, look at that, you know, and the Bible says, well, they're going to be tickling your ears to follow after these things. Yeah. And we were warned not to. Amen. I mean, let's let's think of, you know, the Benny Hinn's or the Joel Osteen's or the Creflo Dollars or mm -hmm. um, who's that lady I always call the Pink Poodle? Um, um, I know, you're talking about Marilyn Huh? That's that one lady um, who... Oh, <laughs> uh, Crouch, Jan Crouch. <laughs> That's it, Jan Crouch. Oh, my goodness. What about... Did you ever read the part of the Bible where it says um, women are supposed to um, adorn themselves modestly? Yeah. That is hardly modest. She, <laughs> you know, she sticks out like a like a UFO in the middle of the nighttime. <laughs> Not that I believe in UFOs, you know, but my yeah. goodness, oh my word! <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's just it. You know, they don't want to be part of. You know, they don't want to live in the world and be a part and be separate from it. They want to be of the world. Yeah. You they know? want to bring God's kingdom down here. No, 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 no. No, they have no. Um, they don't want to bring God's kingdom down here. They don't want to do that because then they'd be in big trouble. <laughs> They'd be in so much trouble with God at that point. The last thing that they want to do is bring his divine kingdom down upon the face of the earth. No, they like their sinful lifestyle, and they're doing it in the name of the Lord. Yeah. And what did God give people like that? You know, um, um, they will say, um, Lord, Lord, did we not do this in your name and all this? And the Lord will look upon them and say, depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire, for I never knew you. Amen. You know, now, that's not to say Christians can't be rich. Hey, if you've got a Christian out there that's got a lot of money, God bless them. You know, <coughs> and at the same time, God help them because they're going to be responsible for every single one of those pennies. Yeah. That's a heavy burden. Because, let's face it, even the scripture points out, the love of money is the root of all evil. It's not money, but it's the love of money. That's the root of all evil. So these people have a lot of resisting to do as far as temptation and other things that could come about because of that money. Amen. But I'd be praised for those who are responsible enough with it. Amen. And, you know, I don't expect them to be perfect. And then again, I don't expect any Christian to be perfect. I do expect every Christian in this life to be trying to do something for God. Yes, amen. You amen. know, at least, I mean, even if you're bedridden, and God, you know, help those poor people who are, but yes. they can still pray, can't they? Yeah, that's definitely yeah. true. Yes, sir. Yes. Everyone yes, can sir. do something. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter how small or how big it is. That's not the point. The point is, are we doing or at least trying to do something? Yeah. yeah. You know? So how much uh, influence has the Illuminati with these big-time preachers 
uh, that is on the scene. Some of these preachers are called oh America's, America's pastors. Even started infiltrating the churches back in the late 60s, early 70s. Doctrine-wise. Oh, yeah. What's that? Doctrine-wise, right? Oh, well, no, didn't start with doctrine. See, what what they did first, the person will first get himself established in the church and noticed. How does he get noticed? Well, he'll be the most faithful attender at everything imaginable, and he'll be one of the best um, donators you can think of. He'll tithe above and beyond the call of duty. So he'll mm-hmm. get noticed like that. And yep. because of that, eventually he's going to be elected to this board or maybe become a teacher or in some church position. Mm-hmm. And once that happens, they're in a position to where they can slowly start changing doctrine. And mm-hmm. they'll be the one questioning the Word of God and getting you to question it. Yeah. You know, and eventually a number of them have gone on to become preachers and everything like that. Yes, that's yeah. definitely true. Yeah, well, as a matter of fact, um, oh, what's that one church oh, way back when? It was one of the first ones that that happened. At, and, oh, um, it's not in Canada, it a, is it? Um, the Process Church of the Final Judgment. Hmm. Do you remember the Process Church at all? Uh-uh. <laughs> Boy, you have to be a lot younger than I think. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, see, the Process Church at the Final Judgment is the church that Charles Manson went to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And um, Charles Manson, everyone knows, was in the Illuminati. And he was recruited through the Process Church. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, once he ended up in um, California. Oh, yeah. He was, um, um, oh, I can't remember. I, it wasn't one of the Beach Boys who brought him to it. It was someone else. But, you know, he he did, you know, um, get to know the Beach Boys and certain other Hollywood personalities, you know, like Roman Polanski, Sharon Tate, and all those others. Yeah. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, Manson um, is, st- is still in the Illuminati to this very day. Is he he's still alive? Manson, yeah. He's in prison. I thought he was somebody would have shanked shanked him off by now. Uh, No one um, can touch an aluminous unless the orders are sent. Yeah, now, he's very well protected at all times. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Stay right right there, then. Um, As far as you say the aluminous, what's the uh, future of the financial markets of the world. Okay. Now, back in, oh, this would have been about the early 70s, <laughs> is when I started um, learning and memorizing um, the Illuminati timelines of certain events that they had planned on. Mm-hmm. Now, quite a number of their plans. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, will take 75, sometimes 100 years to complete, but that's not a problem for them because they believe in reincarnation. They believe that you don't go to heaven or hell when you die. No, you're going to go back on the wheel of life and come back to continue the plans. Hmm. 
So that's why they don't care how long some of these plans take. Now, as far as what you said, the finances. Somewhere, um, and when I first read these, this was back, as I said, in the early 70s, there was no nation pick, <coughs> excuse me, at the time. But mm-hmm. somewhere between 2014 and 2018, according to they, their plans, they're going to cause a major financial disaster to happen to one of the nations of the world. And I mean, this thing is going to be so bad that it's going to literally force the other nations of the world to come together for the very first time and seriously consider setting up a global financial system under a one-world currency so <coughs> so that would never happen to anyone ever again. Hmm. That's what the plan calls for. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it's so funny, yeah. I never thought it would be the United Nations, but it's certainly beginning to look like that. Yes, indeed. So talk to me about, um, talk to the audience about uh, the one world government. And it's, because uh, we, as Americans, we have uh, we have the um, judicial, uh, executive, and, of course, the legislative uh, branch. Legislative branch. How would the world government look like uh, in your well, estimation? Well, it's going to be very easy. Um, the system is going to literally be ruled by just one class of people who are at the top of the top. In other words, the Illuminati, their people. Everyone else is going to be um, consigned as part of a work labor force. And if you want um, your daily rations... You will do exactly what you're going to be told. And mm-hmm. it's going to be under a one-world financial system, basically. And um, what it's going to come down to is the old debit points. You're not going to have um, hard, cold cash. You're not even going to have um, um, anything even resembling a credit card. What you will be given is basically a, a chip that will be in the right hand or the forehead, that debit points will be sent to every week or every two weeks, depending on how they want to do it. And you will buy or sell according to those debit points. Hmm. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Did you notice in Revelation chapter 13, verses 16 through 18, it tells us that there's three forms of identifying the Antichrist person. It's going to be through a mark, a name, or a number, okay? Mm-hmm. This mark could very well be the bioelectrical implant chip, or what's known as the RFID chip. The reason I say that is because the scripture tells us that whatever this mark is going to be, it's going to be under... Not on top, but under the right hand or under the forehead. It did not say the left hand, and I think the reason is because when we look, and I've got them in my possession, um, any of these bioelectrical implant chips, they will work if they're implanted or injected, if you would, under the right hand or the forehead. 
but they do not work on the left hand because of the body's natural bioelectrical magnetic field. It gets hmm. distorted at that point. Yeah. Hmm. So it could very well be the bioelectrical implant chip. But one thing yeah. is for certain, it's definitely coming down to the old debit system. I learned that back in the 70s. They are definitely going to do away with cash. And even right now, I've got a document from Visa that clearly points out that they are preparing for the cashless society. Even these major credit card companies know um, we're not going to have uh, money. It's going to come down to points. And that's exactly yep. what it's going to get. And it'll, it, it's a flawless um, methodology, if you would, because um, you'll have no cash. You'll have nothing to fall back on. <clears throat> so they will have you literally by the throat. Now think about this. What if during the tribulation time, um, you're um, a parent, you have four kids, one of them sustains a life-threatening injury. You go to the hospital, the hospital says, oh, I'm sorry, um, but you don't have the mark, so we can't um, treat your child. How many parents will cave in at that split second and take the mark just to save the life of their own child? Yeah, exactly. It's going to yeah. be quite a few, yeah. Yeah, I, um, since, since you're right there, you, you keep going into places that are, are nice to be at, so I can ask another question. So, in the tribulation period, seven-year um, peace deal, peace covenant, the Bible calls it the worst time in human history. What is at stake as far as your eternal soul? In other words, what are you... Um, what do you have to do to be saved, and what could you be gaining to be born again at that time? And what? Well, let me finish. Let me finish. And what could you be losing or gaining as far as the world system is concerned temporarily before you? And what could you be losing? I know the answer to the question, but I'm, I'm shocked. Well, the reason why I'm asking the question is because the Bible says, that, and they were willing to. Keep their life unto death, meaning they weren't able, they weren't willing to lose their life for Christ. Explain to me the, the what you would be losing and gaining for Christ, and what you'd be losing and gaining for the world system. Okay, um, during the tribulation period of time, um, people will be getting saved. A lot of people don't understand this part, but it's true. Um, we've got 144,000 male Jewish um, virgins who will be taught the art of evangelism by Christ himself and set loose on the earth to witness to the whole of the earth. Now, I personally think, this is, again, ladies and gentlemen, this is my opinion now. This is not scriptural fact. Um, the Bible is unclear in this department, but I think those 144,000 are going to be gathered at the lost city of Petra and taught by Christ himself. Now, you can look up Petra. Um, just put in the city of Petra um, as a word search. And um, <coughs> Petra 
was an old trading city way back when. It started out it started out basically as a bunch of caravans and nomads and such, but they amassed so much wealth that they um had a city built in um this um one cabinet with um Levine. And the place is so huge. It has its own amphitheater and everything. It could easily house a quarter of a million people right right now if it wanted to. Yeah. But um, these um, people will be sent out to witness to the world. Now, remember, as I said, they're going to outlaw God in the Bible. So people who get saved during that time, what are they going to lose? They're going to lose everything, including their lives. But they're going to gain everything because they'll um, be going to meet Jesus Christ in heaven. Amen. This is, you know, this is no loss. I mean, no, no loss that's worth anything, because let's yes. face it, the old expression says you can't take it with you. Uh-huh. And it's true. You know, but um, you'll gain everything in heaven. Amen. And and um, so as I, I see it, you know, and this is one of the reasons why um, I'm out in the public, and I have remained out in the public for 34 years now. Yeah, One sir. people about the Illuminati, their plans for the New World Order, the um, One World, um, New World Government, the financial system, the religion, everything that they've been up to. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> I've been doing that for 34 years, and I'm not going to back down simply because what are they going to do to me, Phil? Walk up yeah. to me, put a gun to my head, and say, you're either going to renounce Jesus Christ right now, or I'm going to pull this gun, and I'm going to send you to, um, what, God? <laughs> well, gee, give me yeah. a second. Let me think about that. <laughs> you're going to shoot me and send me straight to God? You think I'm going to say no? <laughs> yeah. It's an empty threat. And right. besides that, the reality of the truth of what's going on here, if you and I are living in point A, and somewhere down the road is point B where either I'm going to be raptured or I'm going to die a natural death or I'm going to die an unnatural death at the hands of the Illuminati. Well, no matter, I mean, now, now God has foreseen the exact split second time that's going to happen. Now, no matter how powerful Lucifer or the Illuminati may think they are, they cannot alter by one second more or less what God has foreseen. So I'm going to go to heaven. I'm going to leave this earth on time. And that time is God's time and no one else's. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so yes, to lose everything, trust me, it is to gain. Amen. Yeah, I'll lose my life, but I'll lose everything that's part of my life. But I'm going to gain everything in heaven. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, this, that was that was a quick two hours. Um, oh my man. goodness! Is it already that time? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It will oh, be we're gonna have to do this again then. We got yeah, a lot more, more to cover. Yeah, I tried to stay in the box and um, not go out, so we can have um, more um, of these um, shows. <laughs> Because uh, I, I'm a, I'm gonna send you an email. We and we're definitely gonna do a Halloween um, talk about Halloween and. and I wait till I tell you stories about that one. Wow, 
And so uh, you're maybe give me a call after the show, as a matter of fact, Phil. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I definitely will. Uh, it's been a blessing, brother, uh, having you on the show. Um, uh, and, and and before we go off, let um, talk to the audience about uh, eternal life and uh, how they can spend the rest of their eternity in heaven. Well, eternity in heaven is easily um, taken, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to get there. You see, most people have been taught that you've got to um, work yourself into heaven or your good deeds have got to outweigh your bad deeds, and that's not what the Bible tells us. Heaven and hell is a choice. You've got the choice to make, ladies and gentlemen. And when I say that, I'm talking about something that's very simple, very easy. How do you get to heaven? Well, four, four simple little things. One, can you admit that you're a sinner? In other words, have you ever done anything wrong in this life? Well, I think everyone can admit to the fact that they have. Wouldn't you say that, Phil? Amen. I mean, the Bible tells us, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Everyone has sinned. Second, would you be willing to admit you deserve the punishments of hell. And let's face it, that's what the Bible tells us. Mm -hmm. Everyone <laughs> does deserve the punishments of hell. However, it doesn't end there. God tells us he loved us so much that he sent his own son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross so that he would pay for all of our sins. Now, how many people would be willing to accept that. And I think that's an easy one. Next step, very easy. How many people would be willing to repent of their sins? When I say repent, I don't mean to go out and become a holy roller. No, hmm. I mean, how many of you willing to stop doing things your way and stop trying to do things God's way? Mm -hmm. Okay? And the last step, ladies and gentlemen, all you have to do is is call out to Jesus Christ and ask him to save you. Amen. And that's what it comes down to. And I think I've still got uh, at least another minute I can um, go on here. Yeah, you do. So let me take advantage of this. For any person right now who wants to take heaven instead of hell, I mean, if you're, if you're not sure you're going to heaven, and you want to take this gift of eternal salvation that's given to you as a free gift from Christ himself, <clears throat> I want you to bow your head right now this very second. And if there's other people there, you can say this between you and God. But I, if this is what I want people to do. Bow your head. We're going to go before God. And we're going to settle this matter once and for all. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to say a simple prayer. And if you believe every word I'm saying, I want you to just repeat these words. And understand, you're saying them to God. You're not saying them to me. You're saying them to God now. Dear Heavenly Father, I admit that I am a sinner. And because I am a sinner, I do deserve the punishments of hell. But I believe Jesus Christ died on the cross to pay for all of my sins and that he rose three days later 
so that he could open up heaven to where I could join him one day. I repent of my sins, Father. I will try to do things your way. And I ask you right now, Father, I claim it right now, the gift of eternal salvation. I will try to do things your way, Father. And I ask all these things through Jesus and in Jesus' most precious and powerful name. Amen. Amen. Now, for those people who just get saved, I want you to give Phil a call if Phil has a number. And, or, you, or what you could do, <coughs> you could call me also at 402 228-9476. Now that's 402-228-9476. Or you could send me an email to docmarquis777 at yahoo.com. Now that's docmarquis777 at yahoo.com. Or you could look me up on Facebook. Or if you want, you can go to my website. It's um, www. Now this is all lowercase, no apost, uh, no apostrophes. www. It's a God Thing Productions seven 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 dot com. Now that's it's a God Thing Productions seven 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 dot com. Amen, amen. Thank you, brother, so much for coming on the show and. Uh, I will be giving you a ring right after the show. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure that the audience will appreciate you coming on again. <laughs> Thank you, brother. God bless. Oh, it was my pleasure. Yes, sir. All right. So that was a wonderful interview, Doc Marquise. Uh, and uh, he is going to be on uh, October 30th. We're going to be talking about Halloween and um, other cultic holidays. But um, bless y'all out there. I hope y'all have a wonderful week. Um, we will be praying for y'all here at the Prophecy Zone. Uh, make sure y'all check out our uh, page on Facebook, the Prophecy Zone Radio News. Also, uh, check us out at www.pzrn.org. And that is our website, and we'll be uploading daily news on that site. So God bless everybody out there. Have a wonderful day. You have been listening to The Prophecy Zone on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to check out our website at www.pzrn.org. Also, like us on Facebook at Prophecy Zone Radio News and at YouTube at Prophecy Zone. Be sure to check us out next time on The Prophecy Zone as we explore the past, observe the present, and hope for the soon future return of the Savior Jesus. God bless y'all. Have a wonderful night.